Okay, welcome to episode one of Natty Talk. Myself, Mitch McCartney, here with Cade Lewitsky, my good friend from Chicago. Yes, sir. Chicago area, Mr. Pepsi himself, from what I've been told. Uh, yeah, so I'm Mitch McCartney. That's Cade Lewitsky. This is Natty Talk. What is Natty Talk? Cade, you want to tell the people? Yeah, so Natty Talk is going to be a show that premieres every Friday. Just some college guys talking about college football, you know, giving some recaps, uh, going over some stories. Uh, we'll get a little game previews in, you know, and then, you know, give our opinions. Everyone loves to hear. You guys can tell us how wrong we are. You know, we'll sit there and just tell you what we think is going to happen every week. Right. And, you know, you guys can't see us right now, but if, if you were to be able to see us, you would see Cade sporting a, a beautiful green today. As I'm- <laughs> you know, immediately contradicting him with a blue and, uh, yeah. Shocker guys. Cade, Cade's an MSU guy. Uh, I'm a Michigan guy. Don't go to Michigan, but I am a Michigan fan. So you're definitely going to be hearing some Spartan and Wolverine debates on the natty talk on a weekly basis. Aren't we? I I hope so. That'll make it even more exciting. Probably starting with today. Yeah, yeah, we can see some today for sure. All right, so I guess I, let's get into let's get into last week. Uh, we'll start with your Spartans, a huge win over Miami, thirty-eight seventeen. As a Spartan fan, just just give me your reaction to that. Yeah, so um, I wasn't too convinced going into the game. Um, you know, I saw a lot of people online taking Miami saying, you know, Michigan State's overrated, even though they're two games in the season, like they haven't played anyone. So I knew like, you know, overrated probably wasn't the correct word choice for most people, but, you know, I wasn't too worried. Um, but we went in, uh, started off shaky, a lot of penalties, which isn't really uh, a little uncharacteristic for a Michigan State football team. Penalties aren't really like the thing, maybe Miami usually is the one that's getting all the penalties, but it was kind of going back and forth, but we kind of turned it on there. Once the second half started, uh, Kenneth Walker just did Kenneth Walker things. He's been a great surprise. I'm glad we took a chance on him and even Payne Horn, Payne Thorne. Um, he's been off to a hot start and he kind of gets overshadowed because Kenneth Walker is just going crazy. Um, so I, I enjoyed the game. It was a fun watch. You know, it feels good to, you know, have some wins under your belt because, you know, that hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, but overall, I mean, just happy to be three and and happy to be going in uh, at home this week against Nebraska. Yeah. And I, I think what's awesome too, though, is that you guys actually won like a very hotly contested road game. And I know that Miami doesn't have the culture that they used to, you know, I mean, even if you watch the game, it did kind of look half empty, but regardless of the fact you guys went across the country, played a team that you're not familiar with at all in weather that you're not familiar with at all. And you took care of business. And I, I'm really, really high on Michigan State now. I hate to say it, of course, you know, sporting this hoodie I'm wearing right now. But so I hate to say it, but I really, really like Michigan State this year. Uh, let's go over to the other side of town. Michigan absolutely crushed Northern Illinois University 63 to 10. I'll be honest, I don't have much to say about it. Was it entertaining? Yeah, but it's NIU. Like, okay. I'll see, like, let's see you do it against someone. You know, I'm just, I'm over the whole, oh my gosh, look at Michigan steamrolling this no-name school, you know? Yeah, I uh, I didn't watch any of that game, not going to lie. I'm uh, kind of uh, yeah. limited <laughs> with the amount of TVs I have. So uh, I had the Michigan State game on. I think I had Indiana Cincy on. So I didn't watch much of it. But, I mean, it happens a lot. You know, Michigan doesn't usually have a tough schedule out of the gate. So they'll get some wins, you know, then Michigan will – 
the fans that like just watch the game just to, you know, go on Twitter, I'm live, whatever it is and talk them up, they'll start talking. But I honestly, I think they're good. I don't know if they're great. Um, We'll see. Uh, I don't know if Rutgers is the best test, but it is a test, a bigger test than probably the other three games. So they're actually, and we'll, we'll definitely get into it later. So not, not to spend too much time on it now, but they're like much improved, especially on the defensive end of the ball. I think if I'm remembering correctly, Rutgers leads the big 10 in defensive takeaways with eight, I think. Mm-hmm. So it will be definitely a harder test, but I absolutely expect Michigan yeah. to win. Uh, down south, down to the SEC, Alabama, tight game down there in the swamp. Edges Florida in a close game, wins 31-29. to 29. I was very impressed with Florida, and that's just the fact that, you know, when you go in to play Alabama, whether you're an SEC team, a Big Ten team, no matter what team you are, generally you're going to get bitch slapped and they didn't, they didn't, you know, they, it started out bad. Alabama got a quick three touchdowns out, but they, they came back and and they played very, very well. And it's why I'm going to, you know, you're going to see later in the show. I have Florida probably a little higher than most people do uh, in my standings. Yeah. Alabama did Alabama things for that first quarter. You know, it was one of those where you're watching, I go to turn on another game. Cause I'm like, I'm not watching this whole game. If it's going to be like this, wasn't really much else to watch, so I just kept it on. And, you know, Florida kept, Florida started rolling in the second half. Uh, Emory Jones is a great quarterback, but, you know, once he realizes he can get more done with his feet, um, he puts he just puts on the ground he goes. And uh, it was fun to watch, but, I mean, I wish they would have drew up something on that two-point conversion because whatever that was kind of just ruined everything. And we could have had a nice little – I mean, I think Bama probably would have ran the two-minute down there and, like, probably got a field goal, but – I just wanted to watch OT in that game. I feel like that was something that, you know, could have just got even the Saturday a little more exciting. But overall, you know, happy Florida competed, happy happy they covered, just, you know, makes it more interesting. Now we can start the Bama. Is Bama really that good talk? And that always gets people fired up. Yeah, is Bama really that good? Cuts to January, hosting <laughs> yeah. every single year it happens. Yeah. They have one tough game. Right. Yeah. And, but it's nice to see, isn't it? You know, like, would you rather see Bama just steamrolling people left and right? Or you actually see, you know, Florida put up a fight for once. Yeah. Cause yeah. the SEC games are good. So. Exactly. Possible SEC championship matchup. We'll have to see that. Um, mm-hmm. West Virginia upsets Virginia tech at home. 27, 21, pretty good win for the Mountaineers. They're going to have an interesting matchup this weekend against Oklahoma, Oklahoma, who's kind of been struggling. I mean, allowed way too much time to Nebraska to get back in that game last week. Uh, Give me your thoughts on that one. Yeah. um, It's always weird when you see the, like, I know, you know, we'll talk about betting later, but West Virginia came out as like a two and a half point favorite and everyone's like, all right, but Virginia Tech's a top 15 team, you know, people get confused when that happens, but it's college football. It's just like some teams get their first road test and it just, they get kicked in the mouth and they don't know what happened. And that's kind of what happened here in the first half. West Virginia dominated uh, both as both facets of the ball, but Virginia Tech really almost, they're what, eight yards away from making a complete comeback. Yep. Um, Mountaineers lucky to hang on, but I mean, it's still a great win for them. You know, anytime you can beat a top 15 team at home, you know, you take that and you run with it. Especially as an unranked team and, and how of a inconsistent program that West Virginia is. It seems like one year they just like randomly get a really good, like remember when they had Will Greer and they were yeah, like, oh yeah. West Virginia, and then they just, they lose their quarterback and downhill. They're kind of like one of those programs that just pops up at random times. 
Uh, I guess you can almost kind of say the same for Virginia Tech. But um, to get into some trending stories for college football, uh, a school that I hate with a passion, (laughs) Ohio State. Quarterback C.J. Stroud only playing in emergency capacity versus Akron due to a shoulder injury. Kyle McCord or Jack Miller to start on quarterback on Saturday. Now, Cade, my good friend, I have a question. Are you concerned about one Ohio State's non-Ohio State like rushing defense? And for some reason, I probably believe that they're the only university in the country that has a quarterback room full of freshmen. There is not a single sophomore, junior, senior, no upperclassmen, nothing. Does that concern you a little bit? I think it is concerning for the season. Uh, however, since they already lost and, you know, we can tell by the defense, at least I don't think that they're going to be in playoff contention. Um, I don't think it's that concerning. I think it's time for them to just grow with that, you know, find who's going to stick out in that QB room and act like they're, you know, a two, three year uh, vet in the program and they can lead the other guys. Um, however, the defense is very uncharacteristic. You, Ohio State usually can play some D, you know, they've had great offenses, but I mean, you're giving up, what, 42 points to Oregon at home. Like, that's that doesn't really happen um, in uh, Ohio State. So, I'm not really sure what to think of this. Um, But Akron, I mean, they could probably run the Wildcat and still win by 35 against Akron. So, this is a good week to have that. I mean, it's never good to have this situation, but it's a good week to have it uh, solely based off the fact that they should win this game no matter what. Yeah, I think it's – I would definitely say it's pretty concerning. You've never really seen an Ohio State defense falter like this this early in the season. I mean, the last time, yeah, right, the last time they lost at the Horseshoe besides a couple weeks ago to Oregon was when Baker Mayfield's Sooners went in there and he ended up playing the flag. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't lose at home very often, so it is definitely concerning to see them losing. But and they're not just losing at home, but they're also struggling with teams. Like, I know Tulsa hung around for basically – three quarters last week. Mm. That's just as an Ohio state. Well, come on, do, do not get things confused. People. (laughs) I am not an Ohio state fan, but as if I was to be an Ohio state fan, I would be very, very concerned. You just don't want to see that uh, this early in the season, especially combined with the fact that, you know, you don't have a JT Barrett who's been there for, well, he's not there anymore, but it it felt like he was there till he was like 30 um, to, you know, run your offense for you. Yeah. So I would be pretty concerned. Um, we mentioned him earlier in the episode. Former Wake Forest transfer, current MSU running back, Kenneth Walker, leads the NCAA. I see Rod nodding there behind the studio. Leads the NCAA in rushing yards. Oh, my goodness. Rushing yards through three games with 493. He adds five touchdowns, 8.6 yards per carry. I guess they're calling him the eraser now. Pretty exciting to see. When the linemen make mistakes, he just erases their mistakes. When is the last time that Michigan State Pretty cool nickname. Don't love it. Don't hate it. I think it's going to be fun, though. I think when he gets some real defenses that test him, this weekend's probably not going to be that game. But, you know, when they have to play Penn State, you know, Michigan's front seven's pretty good. When they have to play Michigan, um Teams like that where he's going to have to, you know, make some bigger plays. I think it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I think uh, I think you guys are in good hands with Mel Tucker. I think the guy's, guy knows what he's doing. And honestly, I would be lying if I said that I didn't absolutely love the picture of him smoking a cigar. <laughs>
it's coming. It's pretty cool. But yeah, no, you guys, I mean, the guy knows how to evaluate talent as far as I'm concerned. All the transfers that you've brought in, they played very, very well. You guys, obviously, we're talking right now. You got Kenneth Walker. He's a very, very good running back. Don't know what the hell was going on at Wake Forest uh, to let that guy walk because it certainly looks like it was a mistake on their part. And then you look at the receiving court core you know you guys you guys got great receivers you got Jalen is it J- there's Jalen and Jaden is it Jalen Naylor or Jaden Naylor um I don't I think it's Jalen Reed I, th- I think they're both Jalen I think one's Jalen and one's Jaden I, I know it's Naylor and Reed those are our two guys that uh catch most of the balls from uh, Naylor and Reed and, and Thorne honestly guy I mean he doesn't make mistakes you guys got a good team there, unfortunately mm-hmm. for me. But <laughs> to go a little bit across town, uh, Michigan's also got a very, very good running back this year. Blake Corum just slightly trailing Walker with 407 rushing yards on the year. He's going to add seven touchdowns to that stat. Are we Are we going to look at, like, is it going to be a 1985, like circa 1985 matchup on Halloween this year between Michigan and Michigan State with how they're running the ball? Yeah, it's gonna be a little weird. I, I mean, Corum's great too. You know, he was he was pretty good last year too. I just don't love how you know Harbaugh gave every running back seven snaps last year, and then trying to get you know just a roll with the guy that's got the hot hand, and he's been doing that this year with Corum. I mean, Haskins is good, little one-two punch, but yeah, it's gonna be weird. Um, I think both teams struggle with their secondary, so I think that's why. We'll have to see. Like McNamara hasn't really thrown the ball that much. Um, Thorne didn't throw the ball as much until this last game. So I think it'll be diff- interesting to see. You know uh, what plays they call up when they play each other. You know uh, how how we're going to use the play action to our advantage. You know to get these DBs on their heels. Um, but still, in the meantime, you know it'll be fun to watch them run the rock because I know Rutgers, Nebraska. You know those are teams that you can run the ball against. And we'll hopefully see that happen. Yeah, seriously, you're not you're not kidding about the secondary struggle, and especially on my end from Michigan. Like, if I see Vincent Gray try to tackle someone like he's hugging my grandma again, <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. There will be a chair through my TV. I mean, the guy seriously does not like. It's very bad. Mm-hmm. The secondary struggles are there. Uh, college football playoff. We all know the expansion is coming sooner rather than later, probably. Unfortunately, uh, the expansion is going to stall. As commissioners are going to sort through the issues. Uh, top 10 major college conference commissioners and the Notre Dame athletic director will make up the college football playoff management committee met to share feedback from their members and address concerns about the expansion proposal that was unveiled in June. Uh, there's still issues that are going to need to be discussed. College football playoff director Bill Hancock told the AP among the issues, number of teams, Hancock said an eight team format was a part of the discussion on Wednesday. Cade, how do you feel about the playoff expansion? I mean, it doesn't really matter what we think, because at this point, it's kind of inevitable that it is going to happen. Are you a fan of it? If you are, are you an eight-team guy, a 12-team? Do you just want to go full send and do a 32 or a 16 or something like that? <laughs> uh, I am in favor of expansion uh, just because I feel like teams like in the past, UCF, Memphis, you know, even Cincy last year, they deserved a shot. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, they'll get 
blown out by Bama. You know, you see Notre Dame do that multiple times. So I feel like they should get a shot too. It's not really any different. Um, I'm not, I don't know how many teams, I think eight to 12 would be ideal for me. I think top four teams getting a bye with 12 would be fine. And then 18 would still give power five, you know, next two best. And, you know, um, the out of conference one though, like, you know, like the UCF Memphis, like I'm talking about, I think 18 would probably be ideal. I think that makes it, um, you know, the most consistent, but we don't need to see Bama versus Mercer, um, you know, Auburn versus Akron. We don't need to see those games. So we can cancel one of those off the schedule and, you know, make room for uh, some more playoff teams. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I do like one thing I love about the four team playoff is how much of a sense of urgency it creates in the regular season. You know, like if you like Ohio State, like you're not getting in basically at this point. You lost to Oregon at home in week two. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just right there to have, you know, week two be like, your whole season, essentially. I love that aspect of it. And I also, I mean, there's also cons to it though. You know, I mean, obviously I'm a Michigan fan. We're not one of these top four teams. So, you know, you switch it to an 18 playoff, you're going to be allotted to win or to lose probably one game, you know? And, and I also agree, you know, I would like to see teams like Cincinnati, Memphis, UCF, Coastal Carolina is another good one that's coming up. You know, like you said, we've seen Notre Dame go in against Alabama as a four versus one, and it, it makes no difference. So why not give these other guys a shot? So I'm with you there. And then to wrap up our news, not really like anything crazy. I just personally thought it was absolutely ridiculous because I think it's probably the worst stadium in the Big Ten. Northwestern University grants a $480 million grant for stadium renovation and other campus renovations to Ryan Field. <laughs> $80 million. Yeah. I've driven past their field. Like nothing special. Their practice facility is amazing. So I don't know, like maybe they're trying to even them out because like they got that view of, uh, what is it? Lake Michigan with the practice facility and stuff. So that's pretty awesome. But I mean, I mean, yeah, their field's pretty, pretty nasty. $480 million. So that's a hefty hunk of change. So I don't, that's I don't a know. Lot of that. money. Uh, yeah. So just one more story. Um, QB Jackson Dart that came in for uh, Keenan Slovis last week to lead them to a win had a meniscus injury and received a surgery after the game. So I think pretty sure they'll be without him um, for at least a couple of weeks. I don't really know how long that takes. So that's something to look out for. Just a little weird, you know, USC fires their head coach, gets a big win, and then now their QB's down. Fantastic quarterback name. <laughs> oh, yeah, Fantastic Jackson Dart. Have you ever heard of the uh, – I? Um, it was last week when I was watching Penn State Auburn. Uh, Auburn's running back, fantastic name, Tank Bigsby. Oh yeah, I had some friends commenting on that one too. Oh yeah, That's- my friends have a uh, rule, or I don't even know if it's a rule. Like if you if your name is cool, like you twenty five percent chance, uh, like twenty five percent better chance that you make it to the league. And oh, my friends go by that, so. Well, you know, from a an advertising perspective, you know, you gotta you gotta hype up your players in the pros. You know, oh, yeah. okay, here's a uh, John Smith at running back. How about Tank Bigsby? <laughs> Especially when you get like you can get money now, like you can do something with that advertisement too. So yes, the NIL deal, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if Tank Bigsby's that good. I just he just has a kick ass name. Yeah, you know, who who know who cares at that point, you know, you got the name. 
Right, exactly. All right, uh, top tens. Kate, you want to lead that one off? All right, we're just going to give our top tens. That would be a better idea than letting the experts tell us what they think. Uh, I'm going to start off with Alabama at one. Until they lose, I'm not taking Alabama out of the one spot. Uh, two, Georgia beat Clemson. Big win for them. I uh, haven't slowed down. Three, don't love it. I'm going to go with Oregon. Uh, big win in the shoe. Uh, I think they just keep rolling. Penn State at four. Now, I don't love Sean Clifford, but I do love the defense. Do love, you know, uh, Beaver Stadium. You know, when they play a home game, it's fun to watch. And I think they're just going to keep rolling. Same with Iowa at five. I know some people are skeptical of them, but their defense is probably top five in the uh, college football. Uh, this is where it gets a little uninteresting. Six is Clemson. I don't like – this is probably my worst pick, but uh, – I do think they're a good football team. I just think that, like, I think they have a top 10 defense too. Their offense will figure it out. They have enough recruits where they can put some athletes on the field and get some plays uh, to go their way. Uh, Seven is Cincy. Um, They haven't lost, and I don't really see a reason to take them out of the top 10. Uh, Eight is Ole Miss. Um, I know some people would be questionable about that. Um, I don't – I actually do like it. You know, Matt Corral's a good QB. Um, Their offense is rolling right now. If they can play some defense against Bama, you know, we'll see. We might see an upset happening uh, first time in a long time. Don't kid yourself. Nine nine is Oklahoma for me. Uh, I don't like Oklahoma, but, you know, they haven't lost, so – Got to give them their credit. And 10 will be the Michigan State Spartans. They will be coming in at my number 10 because I can and I will. And I think that they go 7-0 until they play Michigan, and then hopefully it will be 8-0. Just puts the Sparty hat on already, man. Just put the Sparty hat on. <laughs> two, two teams I left out, Notre Dame, which doesn't deserve to be in the top 10, and Texas A&M, who probably does, but I haven't seen enough of them on the offensive side of the ball. I agree on the Notre Dame side of things. Okay, my top 10, pretty much unchanged at the top for us. Uh, I got Alabama. I'm kind of the same way. It's Bama, not much to say. They're the best in the game. Uh, Two, give me Georgia, also very good. Hasn't made the mistakes. Just kind of waiting for them to screw up, and then maybe I'll change something. Three, I got Oregon. Two touchdown dogs, go into the shoe, take care of business. Best team in the Pac-12. Hands down, they should be in the playoff this year, barring anything crazy happening. Four, I got Iowa. I've loved what they've done this season. Seems like they're one of those programs that like is pretty irrelevant for the most part. And then once every like five years, they just spring up with this amazing defense, amazing running game, a quarterback that isn't great, but doesn't do, doesn't make mistakes. He's a good game manager and he completes his passes. Uh, five, give me Penn State. Huge upset win over Auburn. Uh, just the history of the Big Ten and the SEC. The SEC, no matter what, seems to always get the best of the Big Ten. So them beating Auburn, I was very, very impressed by. Six, I got Texas A&M. Seven, I got Florida. Super, super impressed with their hard-fought game against Alabama. You don't see that very often, even when Bama does go up against the best teams in college football, which I guess, you know, you could put Florida into that category. Very, very impressed by them. Eight, I got Cincinnati. Nine, I got Clemson. Have not been impressed with Clemson at all this year. I do not like their quarterback, DJ Uagalele. Yes, yes, you just heard me pronounce that name correctly. It's all right, don't get too excited. I know, it's pretty impressive. And then uh, 10, I got Ohio State, unfortunately. 
really wanted. Really? Yeah, I, I really wanted to bump them out of the top ten. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, I was looking at a Notre Dame. I was looking at a couple other teams, and unfortunately, I do think that Ohio State is probably still a top ten team for not that much longer. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah, I have to look at for now. Yeah, for right now, I still have them in my top ten. Okay, this week's preview, highlighting some of the games that me and Cade think are the hottest on the schedule. Still in only the fourth week of football, so not the best games yet, but we're getting there. We've got some really, really exciting football coming up. But nevertheless, we got we do have some pretty good games this week. So uh, Michigan Rutgers, uh, Michigan favored by 20, 20 and a half. I like Michigan to win, but I do like Rutgers to cover. Like I said uh, earlier, I think it was before the pod. Um, Rutgers has eight defensive takeaways this year and they're a much improved team. I'm not exactly sold on Michigan being able to run the ball all over everyone yet. So yeah, Michigan to win, but Rutgers to cover. Yeah, I agree. Um, it still burns my brain when state started off last year at home and Rutgers came in and absolutely throttled them, but I don't think that'll happen this year. Uh, uh, at least with Michigan, um, I still would like to see McNamara throw the ball more. I mean, the run, if it ain't broke, don't fix it with the run game. But I mean, at some point, you know, you're going to get stuffed and you're going to be down a touchdown. You're going to hit adversity. You're going to have to see what you're made of throwing the rock. So I like to see them incorporate that more. But yeah, I like Michigan to win Rutgers to cover as well. Uh, we'll move on to uh, Nebraska at number 20, Michigan State. Michigan State's five-point favorites. Um, everyone's talking about Nebraska keeping it close to Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma's a very good football team. Um, I know I had them at nine, but that's just out of respect for them not losing. They'll probably run the table in the Big 12. Um, MSU off to a great start. I think if the defense shows up Saturday night, uh, that's a pretty convincing win. Um, I know it's Nebraska, but at the same point, I think I saw a tweet that Michigan State's like, one and 12 against the spread and like three and 10 straight up at home in their last 13. So you got to change that narrative. Uh, I think Michigan state wins and I do think they cover. Yeah. I think you guys are going to, you're going to shit on Nebraska. <laughs> Adrian Martinez plays football with Vaseline on his hands. You can the guy can't stop fumbling. So, okay. Uh, UCLA Stanford, uh, Stanford plus four and a half. I like UCLA in this one. I think Chip Kelly has done amazing things with that offense. I love their running back, Zach Charbonnet, former Michigan player. Wish we still had him. Kind of really don't care because our running backs are plug and play. But anyways, yeah, I like UCLA to win that one. Not sold on Stanford. They haven't really been much since Jim Harbaugh left, even though Jim Harbaugh, they can have him back for all I give a shit at this point. But uh, yeah, UCLA to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh... It's weird. Uh, UCLA, tough loss to uh, Fresno. Great game. Um, I guess Stanford is on two-game win streak. They beat Vandy. I don't even know who else they beat. So I'm not really calling it a win streak. I'll give them one game. Um, people are calling for David Shaw's job, and he stepped up, you know, won a couple decent games. I think this is the test, though. You're at home against UCLA. you got to win this game. However, I don't think they do. I think it's actually a decent blowout. I think UCLA probably wins by, you know, 14, 17 points. Um, next, we'll go Texas Tech at Texas. Texas, I got them favored at nine and a half. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I haven't watched much football at either of these teams. Um, 
Uh, I watched the Texas-Arkansas game a little bit. Texas just, they're not back, and I don't know if they ever will be. It's tough to watch their football program right now. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian at the helm. Um, I don't really know what to think of this game. That's a big line for a game that's, uh, you know, considered a rivalry. Um, I think it's a close game. I actually, I'm just going to take Texas Tech with the points, and I think I'm, they're going to win. So I'll take them. Uh, well, I'm not going to take a money line, but I'm going to say right here, I think that they do come out victorious. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I'm kind of about the same way. Don't much watch much uh, Texas, Texas, Texas football. But uh, yeah, like what you said, the, they, uh, you thought they were back. You know, when Sam Ellinger was like, hey, we're back. Man, she should have never said that. Ooh, <laughs> that was a mistake. Because yeah. uh, they most definitely are, in fact, not back. Texas favored by nine points. I like Texas to win this one. But I am going to go with, you know, rivalry game. Hopefully it's a close game for the viewership aspect. I like Texas Tech to cover, but Texas to win. West Virginia and Oklahoma. So the Mountaineers are going to be taking on the Sooners after a huge win against the against the Hokies in Morgantown. Oklahoma favored by 17. I am not impressed with what I have seen Oklahoma do, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That's all we hear about is their improved defense, improved defense. And it just seems like the best big 12 team cannot out big 12 themselves for the life of them. They cannot improve that defense. Uh, Oklahoma favored by 17, 17. I like them to win, but I do think that West Virginia makes it close. I like them to cover. Yeah, I had someone tell me that uh, Oklahoma has defense this year before their first game, and they went gave up like 38 to Tulane. So don't listen to that guy ever. Yeah, shoot them down real quick. Uh, this is one of those, this is a college football game right here. This is everyone's on West Virginia after their big win. Everyone sees, um, you know, Nebraska keep it close with Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma dismantles West Virginia at home. I'm talking like 40 to 10, big win. Uh, I don't know why. I just think that uh, Rattler's got something to prove right now. Like his draft stock is falling as we speak. So he needs a big game to keep it there. And I think he does uh, come up with that. Um, we got our second to last game, number seven, Texas A&M at number 16, Arkansas. I got A&M favored by four and a half. Uh, I'll probably say this is my favorite game of the week. I know we got one more, but just the uh, SEC battle, uh, two top 20 teams in Fayetteville. Um, A&M hasn't really been tested. Uh, you could say that Colorado kept it close, but Minnesota just uh, went into Colorado and blew them out the water. So I think that um, that one's kind of questionable. Arkansas obviously had a big win against Texas, but at the same time, you could say they're not tested either because Texas isn't good. But I'm not really sure what to think of this one. AM's defense has kept them in games and kept them alive. So that's probably why I'll lean Texas AM here. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Not sold on Jimbo Fisher at Texas AM. Been there a few years. He's produced, you know, they've been decent, nowhere near to as good as his Florida State teams were. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I do think AM's going to win but I like it to be close in this one. And then to go into with probably the highlight of the game, at least in the, at least in our part of the country for the big 10 uh, Wisconsin and Notre Dame playing at soldier field, Wisconsin favored by six and a half. Uh, I do not think Wisconsin is going to cover, but I do think they'll win. So I'll take Notre Dame with the points. Yeah. I tried to get tickets to this game, but wasn't forking, forking up that kind of money for uh, to watch whatever's going to happen here. Um, I think the X factor here is Notre Dame and uh, their defense, Kyle Hamilton, three picks through three games. Uh, 
I actually do think Notre Dame wins this game. Um, I think that the better QB is Jack Cohen, once a uh, Wisconsin Badger himself. I think they could put the ball on the ground. I think it's going to be tough to get points, uh, but I just don't trust Graham Mertz. I know it's uh, he had a great you know coming out party last year, but that game against Penn State was brutal uh, to start. So I think uh, Notre Dame can you know su- surprise some people here after you're like, oh, barely beat Florida State, barely beat Toledo. I think they come out firing. Uh, they bring the big guns they win um i was just going to do some more bets unless you want to talk more about it oh yeah i just want to say yeah i mean notre dame always seems to struggle with some teams that they shouldn't struggle with early on in the year like you know the florida states the toledos but Mm -hmm. uh yeah no i like them even even purdue was like was a convincing win but that's just what notre dame does like they win football games but it's ugly yeah, I mean, yeah, they play. It's going to be, I mean, like we said uh, with uh, the Michigan-Michigan State matchup on Halloween, it's going to be 1980s football. Yeah. All right, I got a couple bets for the viewers. Um, not an expert, not great at betting in general. I just think I got an edge on these ones, so I'll toss them out there. Uh, tonight we got Wake Forest at Virginia. I'm all in on Wake Forest. I'll take a plus four. Uh, Mississippi State had that controversial knee down. Uh, against Memphis, end up losing that one. I think they win against LSU. I'll take a plus three. Um, Western Michigan, big win uh, in Pitt. Uh, I think San Jose State absolutely demolishes them at home, plus two and a half. I'll take San Jose State. And then uh, I'll take Oklahoma State, Kansas State under 46 and a half. I think both their defense is pretty solid. Offenses are questionable, so I'll go under in that one. All right, awesome. Stadium atmospheres? What's up? Stadium atmosphere. Let's do it. We got top five. Yeah, yeah, top five stadium atmospheres. All right, so we're gonna go top five stadium atmospheres in college football. Um, we'll probably just bounce. We'll bounce back and forth. You know, give our reasoning, give our pick, and then just go from there. Um, so do you want to start us? Yeah, sure. All right, so number five, I got Mitchie Stadium, which is where Army plays. Uh, I've got a ton of family in the military. You ever watch a home game at Army? It is definitely on my bucket list to get to West Point to go see a game there. But you ever watch one? It is just a sea of black. You know, they're all in uniforms. It looks absolutely terrifying to play in. I would be shaking in my boots if I was going to play Army at Mitchie Stadium. So I got their stadium at number five for me. I like that pick. Uh, number five, I'm going uh, Lane Stadium, Virginia Tech. When they play Enter Sandman, I mean, that place is jumping. You know, you see the, yeah, you see the Clemson game five years ago that was on ABC. Even the North Carolina game that was before the uh, Michigan State Northwestern game this year, that was bumping too. So I'll go Virginia Tech at five. Uh, unfortunately, got my fourth one. Uh, give me Ohio Stadium, OSU. Absolutely terrifying atmosphere. The fans are just barbaric. Get, you know, I mean, I've heard stories. My dad has a lot of friends that have gone to Ohio State games of getting, you know, um, bo- certain bodily fluids dumped on them. Um, not pretty, but seems like an absolutely hell of a place to watch a college football game. So I got Ohio Stadium at number four. Number four, I'm going Doak Campbell Stadium, Florida State Seminoles. Uh, I think the war chant is one of the coolest things um, in college football. Uh, I I had a friend that went to Florida State. Um, you know, just the, the college football vibe is there when you're at Florida State. Uh, obviously, you know, when Jameis was throwing touchdowns when that Natty Champs, uh, I think that's when, you know, it was alive. I think right now it still gets up, but, you know, starting 0-3 is not ideal. But if we're going, like, peak time, I'm going Florida State at number four. 
Hey, real quick, did you hear what Jameis Winston said like two weeks ago in his post-game interview? I think it was after they demolished the Packers. Was no, I didn't. All right, so I asked him. They're like, you know, Jameis, like, how'd you guys, you know, what'd you do to prepare? He's like, well, you know, I think it's just about our preparation. And he's like, you know, one thing my trainer told me, and then immediately after saying that, he's like, what did he say? He just told us. <laughs> oh, I did see that. Yeah, she <laughs> just completely forgot the immediate contradiction. Uh, yeah, yeah that's Uh Unfortunately, I'm a copy pet, copycat. Uh, I got Dope Campbell Stadium as number three. I, like you, Cade, love the war chant. It's definitely on my bucket list of stadiums to go to. I definitely want to see a game at FSU, so I got them at number three. Number three, I'm going Camp Randall, Wisconsin, jump around to start the fourth quarter against Penn State. Um, just a Big Ten atmosphere, man. Iowa, Wisconsin, there ain't much to do besides drink some beer and watch the football. So you know those people are fired up to watch a game day. So let's have Wisconsin at three. Uh, give me Beaver Stadium from Penn State at number two. The whiteout, oh, my God. I need to go to that. The amount of skill that that must take in that crowd for all 105,000 of them to be synchronously <laughs> with those pom-poms. Uh, yeah, looks like a fantastic place to play, fantastic play to, place to watch a game. I got Beaver Stadium at number two. Number two, I'm going LSU Tiger Stadium with the neck chant. Um very controversial, um, but I mean, I haven't. I there's one thing I haven't. I've never been to an SEC football game. Really hoping I can get out to one, but I just heard the atmospheres are nuts, and you know, Death Valley. You know, they come to chance, so I got them at two. Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, copycat. <laughs> I got Death Valley at one. <laughs> Tiger Stadium. Uh, yeah, same with you. The atmosphere. Uh, SEC really is like football town. You know I mean? It's just a football field. Uh, one thing that I, people probably don't talk about for me is the food, man. I need to go eat me some good Cajun tailgate. <laughs> now, I mean, what's going to be happening to me about approximately like six to 12 hours later, that's not going to be pretty, but the Cajun tailgate part of it, chef's kiss. The experience will be there, but you also have to experience the full experience, and that is the the aftermath. Right, which is sitting on the toilet for a couple hours. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, I mean, we pretty much just flipped one and two. I got Penn State Beaver Stadium whiteout at one. Uh, Just that video of them making Michigan call timeout on their first play of the game when they haven't ran one yet. I mean, that was just unreal. Uh, Just to be in an atmosphere like that – Seems pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, as a, like a college student, like I went to a couple of Michigan State games. They were never great. Atmospheres were never like amazing. So, I mean, I had my honorable mention as Michigan just because I've been to more Michigan games. You know, those are good games, good crowds. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think these are good. We're going to call these give me five, uh, come up with a new one every week, start off with stadium atmosphere simply because, of, you know, the whiteout would just happen. Big win for Penn State. But yeah, anything else, Mitch? No, I mean, you said something about the Michigan uh, atmosphere and, you know, being a Michigan fan, I've been to quite a few Michigan games in my life. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not that impressed. I mean, it's a, don't get me wrong. It's a sight to see. It's a very, it's awesome, mm-hmm. right? Um, squeezed in there so, like sardines, but that's, you know, a lot of stadiums <laughs> are like that. Yeah. Uh, just the atmosphere, just kind of, I've always gotten the like, old man kind of vibe like go get them boys instead of you know like like lsu seems you know baton rouge lsu seems like much more of like a hype young college town than ann arbor does ann arbor is like old money you know yeah and like 
Uh, well, I, the, I went to two Michigan Ohio State games, so those atmospheres were obviously different than you know a Michigan versus Western Michigan. But yeah, um, it's also different with like you know you want to stand up on fourth down and get loud and you got people behind you sit down we're at a football game all right if you didn't want to come here uh uh stand up and cheer and go home and watch on your tv like i'm doing i have all my rights to stand up and you know hope that we get a big third down stop and i'm gonna do that and people just don't understand that also hold on is this a big 10 thing or is this a u of m thing because the big house does not serve alcohol which is a reason why the atmosphere is not as good as it should be um i don't know i don't serve alcohol no they don't is it a big 10 thing i think sec schools do i don't i don't think i don't think michigan state did when i was there obviously oh sec schools are serving alcohol. yeah which is like i guess i get half of it i don't i don't know about the like I understand why they don't, but I do understand why they do. So I, I guess it's kind of just, I don't know, most people are already like college kids, at least like big 10 schools. They're already, you know, they're already hammered before they even walk in that building. So it doesn't really matter for them. That's true. Yeah. It's more for like the parents. I'm sure they're like, all right, like I need a couple beers to watch my team get steamrolled and everyone else is just out of their mind drunk. So, right. right. Okay, well, that was Natty Talk, episode one. Uh, Maybe some changes to come, but for right now, we're going to be coming to you guys every Friday around the midday hours. Uh, We'd like to thank Rise Network, our presented by Rise Network here in their studios in Shelby Township, Michigan. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Rise Network US. Same thing with Instagram. Kay, do you have anything to leave with the people? Um, No, yeah. If you have anything, you know, you'd like us to talk about for the next week, um, on the pod description, wherever you find it. Um, but yeah, just keep listening. Um, you know, a little rusty to start, but we'll get there. You know, we'll have some vibes going, especially when we like, this is a tough slate to talk about. Not really too many games that you get excited for. So in the coming weeks, you know, we're gonna have some games and we're gonna get heated and uh, get fired up for some of these games that make or break the college football playoff. But yeah, thanks for listening. And me and Kay just met, so. Yeah. The street's coming there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be all right. <laughs>